mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. Today's episode is a sales training I did with a batch of new franchise owners. And why would I share a sales training with you guys? Well, it depends. If you're a uh, prospective franchise owner, if you're looking at getting involved with starting strength gyms, I think it's important for you to know how we look at our members, how we look at our prospects and how we treat people. If you're a coach, I think it's important for you to know what our culture is, whether you work for us or not. And then lastly, if you're just a fan of starting strength and, and love watching what we do, then it'll give you some insight into the way we handle business. And uh, hopefully it might influence you to change the way things are done at your business, whether you own the company, you work at the company. Um, I think we're moving in a pretty negative direction when it comes to the amount of care that we have for the products that we build, the services that we create, and just generally the way that we treat other people, especially in business. I feel like the personal touch has been removed from business. I feel like the artisan, the person that attempts to hone their craft um, is not a very common person in American culture in 2022. So these are values, these are principles, these are things that I want to um, I want to promote. I want to make sure everybody at our gyms is behaving in an ethical way that they're proud of, that uh, represents this brand properly. And if the way we do things causes you to change your behavior or not accept behavior from people at companies that are trying to take advantage of you, then I view that as a positive thing. So on that note, before I show you the training, I want to call my sister, Jen, whom you know, if you've been following the podcast, Jen is uh, in the process of contacting all of the local franchises here in Boise, just to get a sense of how they handle leads, how quickly they follow up what their pitch is like, what they do, what they don't do. And then she's actually going to test the services at, at most of them. So Jen started this last week and she has some interesting feedback on her experience. So just to give you the sense, so just to give you a sense of, of what I'm talking about here, let's talk to Jen and get her feedback on uh, what her experience was like when things are done the wrong way. <clears throat> Good afternoon. Good day. Hey, so you're on the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's not live, so we can edit it. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I was just telling the audience that uh, you are going around and testing the local franchises to see how they handle sales. And yep. I, I like the text that you sent me when I was asking you, you know, what your experience was like with that one that you called last week. But I thought... Instead of me reading your text, you could share your experience to give some context about why the hell I'm publishing a sales training to the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I signed up for what I thought was just a free class for a local boutique fitness uh, concept here in Boise. And Are you gonna name and shame them or no? Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> You're nice to and. <laughs> So yeah, just click, you know, sign me up for a free class on their website, get a call. Actually, to their credit, they called me within 20 minutes, which was excellent. Called me and then did the the literal opposite of consultative selling. 
just talked at me, didn't ask me why I wanted to sign up for a free class or what, what I was interested in or, or any information about how he could, you know, best help me determine which class to sign up for because this particular fitness concept had a bunch of different classes. So, um, yeah, he basically just talked, talked at me for about five minutes saying something like, I don't know what your goals are, but we have this offering and this offering and this offering. And I know, you know, most women want to lose weight. And so this, this offering that we have, I mean, it's just going to blast your weight off. <laughs> so oh, I almost so you're, you're trying not to, you're not, you're trying not to give away the concept, but I think he said something about his infrared technology was going to yeah, blast exactly. the fat off, right? Blast the, blast the weight off. Yep. Did he say blast the weight off? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, so <laughs> I almost hung up on him after that. Cause it was just kind of ridiculous, but you sound like a woman, uh, you're probably insecure about your weight. So just so you know, we have some bullshit technology that does things that, uh, we, we claim that it does, but doesn't actually do those things. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, let's see what else happened. Um, yeah, just kind of kept talking at me. Oh, um, he, without understanding this for digging into it, he said, uh, there's this special that we were running through the end of October and the franchise team would kill me if they knew that I was still offering this special past the end of October. But for you, I really want to, I want you to come in. I want you to try this out. I'm going to offer you the dollar enrollment fee. And I said, okay, but I just want to try a class. Oh, well, let, you know, let's, let, let's pay the dollar enrollment fee. And then we can get you booked for a class. Like, do I have to pay an enrollment fee to try a class? Well, no, but I think this, you know, take this offer. And that way, when you take the class, you can keep signing up for more classes and you'll have this enrollment fee applied already. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kept having to go back to the fact that I was just trying to sign up for a free class and just get the experience. Um, and just, he was just using his slimy sales tactics to get me to enroll with the enrollment special. Did he give you an artificial deadline? Like, well, I mean, if you do this within the next 24 hours, then I can still offer you this special. Just don't tell the franchise team because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that three times. <laughs> he, yes, he did. He said, if I paid that dollar enrollment fee before we hung up the, the call, then then I could you know take advantage of that. But otherwise, um, I'd, I'd have to pay the $99 enrollment fee if I tried to try a class and wanted to sign up. Yeah. So um, yeah, don't get off the phone. Pay me your money. And then we'll talk. And so finally just said, I don't want to pay an enrollment fee. I just want to try a class. And he said, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll have my sales person or my front desk person put it in your note in your profile that, you know, just for, just for you that I'll, we'll keep this dollar enrollment fee special. Just for you. Cause you built such a connection <laughs> while I've sat here and talked at you and haven't asked you a single question. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. So finally got off the call and I get a text message with the class schedule and it's all kinds of goofy naming conventions that I don't understand. And I have to kind of dig in, but he did clarify two of the naming conventions to, to for what they were. So that helped, but the, the, the structure of the schedule is confusing. I, he didn't tell me anything about how the system works or what they actually offer. So I, I got the schedule. I was very confused. So I just never responded and I'm not going to try it. Damn. Was it actually something you wanted to try or were you just curious for the sake of, you know, experimenting with the way other brands handle their, their systems? Both. Hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to get the full experience for each, 
each brand. So now but, I have this. But experience. no longer the former, now just the latter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, scared you off. He's scared. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not interested. I, I'm, I'm afraid to step foot in that facility now because I'm, I feel like I'm going to just get hounded by salespeople. Yeah. Um, it's just not an experience I'm, I'm interested in. So I'd rather just try every, you know, hundred other different fitness offerings, who uh, may or, or may not try to be super salesy, but I know this isn't it. Yeah. Well, dear salespeople, nobody likes that shit. If that's how you behave. You're clearly out for yourself. People that are paying attention notice and they don't appreciate it. And we're trying to do things differently. So have a look at this sales training that I performed for the new franchisees that have just joined. I think we had JD Thomason from Colorado Springs on there, James Johnson from Salt Lake City on there. Uh, we had the Birmingham crew. We had the new owners of the Boise gym. Um, quite a few people on the call and it went pretty well. We love your feedback. We think we're doing things the right way. Um, if you have any suggestions for how we can improve or if you disagree with any of the points that I've made, comment below or hit us in the forum. Thanks. This is really good timing for you guys because uh, we've learned quite a bit. So the more we learn, the better we are at very clearly identifying the priorities you should be focused on. So this, uh, I'm going to start by talking about what you should be doing as a new franchise owner. And then I'm going to start by talking about um, sales in quotes, which I'd rather just start talking, I'd, I'd rather start referring to as uh, member relationships, because I, I don't like the word sales. And I'll explain why that is. So firstly, we've got a large group now. And we're going to have some of you guys that are passive in the way you do things, which, uh, which is not preferred. And then most of you guys, because we've spent a lot of time selecting you and making sure you're the type of people that uh, that have this kind of drive, will be active owners. And I want to encourage you all to be active owners. So what does that mean in practice? Well, um, when you are new, you basically have three priorities. You have to find a space. You've got to hire coaches. And you've got to start building relationships with your members. Find a place hire coaches, build relationships with your members. So I'll explain the way a passive owner does that. A passive owner um, gets in touch with the broker whenever the broker gets in touch with him and then just waits, just waits until the broker sends something over, might be a few weeks, whatever, replies to the, the broker and just basically lets the broker lead the dance and just follows along. Um, good luck with that if that's your approach. <laughs> An active owner, on the other hand, says, I need to find a place and is constantly following up with his broker and is setting deadlines for his broker or is asking when the broker is going to reply, is also driving around and searching on LoopNet and making it an active process, chasing down the broker. When I opened my first gym, I did the broker's job for him. Did that make me salty? A little bit. But the reality is, is that he didn't care. He didn't care. So am I going to allow my gym to be delayed six months because the broker doesn't care? Hell no. Not only did the broker not care, but the landlord on the other side, the, the agent landlord on the other side, it was the same, same people, it was a real estate investment trust, didn't care either. They wouldn't return my calls. They wouldn't return my emails. So I went down to their office and I went down and I asked for the person who was uh, responsible for the LOI and the lease on their side and I asked for him by name at the front. And the lady at the front 
um, said he wasn't available. And so I said, well, I just drove all the way down here. And then I could see him in his office and he looked over and he knew I was there for him. So I just walked back to his office. I said, hey man, what's going on? I emailed you a bunch of times and I called you. And so we got to talking and things got a little bit confrontational. And he, he said the following, he said, uh, look, the lease is what it is. Hiring us, for us to hire a lawyer to look at it for, for 15 minutes would make this deal untenable for us. So I hate to put it to you this way, but you're just not that big of a priority. So, uh, so I, I escalated and I spoke to other people at the company and I heard he got fired after that deal, by the way. I don't know if that was because of my conversation with his leadership team or not, but um, we got the deal done and he, he's the landlord. So the broker and the landlord or barrier standing in your way, um, smash through them, smash through them polite, politely and tactfully, um, but don't, don't allow those barriers to prevent you from starting your business because the moment you sign the franchise agreement, a clock starts. And when a clock starts, when the clock starts, rather, your money starts to drain. And our, the money can't be draining out of our bank accounts before we're even able to do business. So you've got to chase this actively. The second thing is coaching. So that the passive owner goes, hey, franchise company has a recruiter. Ina's going to bring me coaches. Cool. Out of my mind. Move on to the next thing. An active owner says, Ina is my recruiter. I know she's doing recruiting at a national level, and I know she's here to guide me to do recruiting at a local level, but I'm going to focus all of my energy intensely on finding and interviewing high-quality people, and I'm going to spend hours and hours and hours with these people across multiple days to get to know them, to get to know their families, to get to know what motivates them, to understand how they interact with people, and I'm not going to make any rash decisions. I'm going to hire slowly. And if I need to, if I made a mistake, I'm going to fire quickly. Because I know since members are the most important thing, if I don't have the correct interface with the members, which is the coach, then I'm not going to be able to maintain a high level of quality. And that puts the ability for me to be successful at risk. So an active owner chases recruiting and takes responsibility and ownership over the recruiting process and over the real estate process. Never just assuming someone else is on top of it because it's your head on the chopping block. It's your money. It's it, you're the one putting out the risk. So it has to be that way. Then the third thing, which is what we're here to talk about today. The third thing is member relationships. I've unfortunately seen this at this franchise where, um, we have, literally handed a franchise owner a list of people that have opted in and said, I want to spend money at this business. And then the franchise owner just ignores the list or maybe just sends an email a couple of times before opening. That is pure insanity. If that's your approach, this is, you should not be an entrepreneur. Um, with members, you have to be active. How difficult is it to build relationships with a dozen people? with 20 people, 30 people, 40 people. It's actually not that hard. Um, and what does building a relationship mean? Building a relationship means getting to know someone because you care about them and you want to get to know more about them. And this is not a contrived or a fake thing. This is why when we're looking for franchise owners, we're looking for people that truly care about others. This is why when we talk about hiring coaches, we suggest to franchise owners that you only hire coaches that truly care about other people. Um, and that is because we want people involved in this system 
that get genuine satisfaction and joy out of making other people happy. If you get genuine satisfaction and joy out of making other people happy, this is going to be a fantastic job. Um, so the real estate stuff's important, right? You can't do business unless, unless you have a space. The coaching stuff is critical because everything else is for naught if you don't deliver a good experience. But the most important thing are your member relationships. A lot of businesses are low, low touch because they're high quantity but low quality. Our business is boutique. It is high quality and low quantity, which means that you have to deliver a one-on-one -on -one experience with as much personal touch as possible. So that's my preamble, and I wanna open up with a question. The question I have for you is, considering, let's just assume you don't know anything about starting strength, and you have experience in fitness because you're an adult. You've, you've, uh, you know, you're in your 40s, let's say, and you've uh, done a good job of making good decisions in your life to the extent that you can afford paying three, $400 a month to attend a gym and get coaching. You hear about this thing, it piques your interest to the extent that you're willing to give a stranger your information, which is a big leap of faith, and then the stranger has your information. Outline for me, from your point of view, you putting yourself in this member's shoes, what would you want that experience to be like? What would you want to happen next? In best case scenario, no constraints, um, no money considerations, what is the most perfect experience you could imagine? And the answer may be, um, Maybe that you can't, but you can still probably help this person. You can still help people even though your gym isn't open. And if you focus all of your energy on helping people, you're building a relationship and you're getting satisfaction, and you're letting people know that we're not like, we're not like all the other brands. We've got your best interests in mind. When I call you, I'm not trying to get your credit card information. I'm just trying to get to know who you are. I want to know what motivates you. I want to know where you live. I want to know what your family's like. I want to know if you're training. And then I want to know if I can help you. And then I'm going to keep track of all these things in my notes. And then I'm going to set a time to follow up with you. And I'm going to let you know to set your expectations. So the reason why I asked you guys what you, th you think a great experience would be when you put in your information to get contacted by a new gym is because all you really have to do as an entrepreneur, this is so simple, but it's extremely difficult to practice. All you have to do as an entrepreneur is put yourself in the other person's shoes at all times. That applies to your coaches and that applies to your members. If I were in this person's shoes, what would make this an awesome experience as a coach or as a member? If you ask that question to yourself every time you have an interaction, every time you try to solidify a plan, every time you put a new initiative in motion, you will get it right. The, the biggest mistake new entrepreneurs make is they start with, what do I need as a business owner? What you need as a business owner is actually just to make the member happy. So it's, 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 the, it's a backwards way of thinking. So the question should be instead, what can I do to make this person happy? Um, and the only way that you can find out is by asking questions. The, the core relationship is a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's me as a human being, I'm interested in you as a human being and we have conversations and we know each other and you trust me and I trust you and that trust is building over time. When it comes to customer relationships, by the way, I've never seen anyone do it better than John Hahn. He's a, he's a true master. He's, a, he's an executive. He's a president at his company. 
Um, he's all about culture. He's all about relationships. He builds an awesome culture with his team. He goes out of his way to find great coaches and he builds fantastic one-on-one relationships with each of his members. And then he's, he creates a culture in which his coaches do the same thing. So if you want to learn from the master, John Hahn is, is truly exceptional at that. Um, this is a skill that's going to require a whole bunch of practice. And the only way you get good at anything is repetitions, repetitions, repetitions. So I, I cannot stress enough that when you wake up every morning thinking, how do I ensure that my business will be successful? The answer is building better relationships with your people. Members first, coaches second. Oh, James is here? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Um, James is great at this too, by the way, I, just naturally, but he's also an entrepreneur and has developed this over the years. So I'm, I'm confident that you're going to kick ass at this, James. Um, it's the fun part. Yeah, man, it is. It's my favorite part. Like if you like people, yeah. this is it, especially if you get to serve good people. And we're really lucky because if you had to do this and we had a low quality customer base, this job would suck. <laughs> but yeah. our members are awesome people. I, I, I have not been to a gym yet where I've been like, I, you know, I would happily hang out with anyone at, at one of the gyms. Like they're all high quality people that work their asses off. So we're, it's a pleasure that this job is a pleasure. If, if that's what, uh, gets you fired up. So let's talk about consultative selling. Let's say there's three categories of salespeople. There's the, there's the pushy asshole. There's the over explainer. And then there's the consultant. So the pushy asshole is the guy that's at the used car dealership and he's the guy at 24 hour fitness. He doesn't give a shit about you. What he gives a shit about is his commission. This is the guy at the cell phone kiosk at the mall. He is, he's trying to trick you, manipulate you, rope you in, get your attention. He will do anything he can do to get you to make that purchase, whether or not it's good for you, which is the opposite of a relationship. That is a, a selfish one-sided bullshit interaction. So, if I, I know you guys aren't that, and uh, if you happen to hire someone from the industry and they have these types of tendencies, make sure you can beat these tendencies out of them because this type of behavior is unacceptable at this franchise. That is, that is the opposite of what this brand stands for. Then you've got the guy who over-explains. In the sales world, we call this show up and throw up. Oh, hey. Welcome to Starting Strength Boston. Um, so let me tell you about strength training. It's, uh, it's four primary barbell movements and they work the full range of motion with as much muscle mass as possible so you can lift as much weight as possible, which makes you strong over time. We had five pounds per workout, blah, 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 blah. And the person's just like, and by the way, the person's overwhelmed and doesn't know what the hell the salesperson's talking about and the salesperson doesn't even notice and just keeps on talking. <laughs> then you've got the third type of salesperson. And the third type of salesperson, nobody even knows they're a salesperson. The third type of salesperson is your lawyer, your general contractor, um, your accountant, your management consultant. The third type of salesperson isn't trying to sell you anything. They're trying to understand what your needs are and they're trying to determine if it's a good fit. Remember the 40 year old virgin when, uh, uh, when the black dude was telling, um, the main character how to, how to talk to women and he goes, uh, just ask questions. <laughs> Just ask questions. It's that's the advice. That's all you got to do. You know, you're not you're not calling someone for the first time um, to give them information about your business. You're calling someone for the first time to find out what motivated to sign up for your gym. What motivated them to sign up for your gym? 
I don't, I don't need to train you guys in anything. All I need to do really is just to encourage you to be human to people and just to spend extra time getting to know and, and caring for the people that are interested in your gym. And that's really, that's really what you want to communicate. You want to, you want to let the person know you're willing to go out of your way for them. And then you want to go out of your way for them. And it, it doesn't matter if it takes a bunch of time. Um, for those of you that are, that are coaching, meet them at their gym, go train with them, get to know them. You know, um, even if you're not an SSC, you can, you could probably show them a few things. If you have a coach you're interviewing, bring the coach along, see how the coach interacts with that guy. There's all kinds of clever ways you can do this. And John Hahn probably had the most clever way, but it's not necessarily something I recommend because it's risky and because you have to kind of know the people that John knows. So John ended up coaching dozens of people out of his garage before work hours, just because he loves this stuff so much and built this giant community and did it all for free and just said, look, I'm going to give you guys all this value for free, but when my gym opens, you better sign up. You know, um, that's, that's one way to do it. It's not the way. So you, you all are going to develop your own way, your own style. Um, the, the last thing I want to do with smart people that are accomplished in life is say that there's some prescription that you have to follow. There's not a prescription you have to follow. Um, but I do want to encourage you to take the chaos and the noise of entrepreneurship with the 55 different tasks that are spinning around in your head and silence all that shit. And then just remind yourself, it's all about the people. We're in this business for people. What can I do to connect with my members better? What can I do to connect with my coaches better? And this is not, I'm not just saying this as something to, you know, it's like some motivational stuff. Like I genuinely suggest that you ask yourself these questions every single day. If you're focused on people, you'll be successful. If you're focused on people, you'll be successful. It's as simple as that. Um, I want to move on from telling you guys about how I think you should interact with members to talking to, to trying to develop your staff, talking to your staff. You'll notice there are a lot of themes that are consistent throughout starting strength. The, the theme of becoming a coach, learning something new, developing as a coach, becoming an SSC, becoming an expert, and then helping to develop other coaches. That's kind of the way that we acquire skills in this organization. That's the, that's the thing that we do in all aspects. And so you are all consultative salespeople now. You are all customer relationship <coughs> managers. Um, and what that means is whether you're good at it or brand new at it, you'll need to put in a whole bunch of reps. You'll need to have someone to help you, preferably one of your peers. I can be of assistance as well. Nick can be of assistance. And you'll need some coaching and you'll need to develop and you'll need to get reps in until you become great at it. And then as you're learning, you'll need to teach other people because as you teach, you also learn the Highland quote, when one teaches to learn. Um, and then as you are teaching others, you are teaching them how to perform the skill. So you're the, taking the thing that you learned and you're showing it to the people that are going to deliver it inside your gym. And then whenever you teach something, some, someone something new, you of course have to inspect what you expect. So you have to, to listen to calls. You have to look at email interactions. You gotta look at text interactions. You gotta observe them talking to members in the gym. You have to talk to members that they've talked to and get a sense for how deep the relationship is and how good, how good that connection was. Um, any questions, comments, or, or ideas on how you might enable your people, like w whether it be a process or a tactic or whatever, to get better at this? So one way you can do it is through one of the most powerful management tools that exists, which is the one-on-one. -on -one. 
you all should be having weekly one-on-ones with each of your people at minimum when the gym is, uh, when, when you've hired your staff pre-opening and also post-opening. Down the road, when you become a well-oiled machine, you may, you may drop that down to bi-weekly. You may even drop that down to monthly. But the one-on-one is a very powerful tool. And the one-on-one should have a very simple format. It should be, what's going well? So it's three questions. First question, what's going well? Second question is, what, what could be better? Third question is, how can I help? What's going well? What could be better? How can I help? You would not believe the amount of problems you will solve by asking those three simple questions and getting your people to think about what's going well and what could be better is important to make sure that they're not just being reactive, but they're being intentional with their actions inside the gym. Once you have that conversation, it's about priorities. And when we talk about culture, culture is built by the words that you say and the actions that you take. Culture is built by the words that you say and by the example that you set. That's another way of saying that. By the words that you say and by the example that you set. So you should be talking about customer relationships ad nauseum to the point where your people, when you walk in the door, they know that you're going to start asking them, hey, what about, uh, uh, what about Sarah? When's the last time you talked to her? I noticed she missed class last week. Um, Hey, what about Tom? Where's Tom been? Um, oh, so um, Robert just set a new PR, right? What, what's going on? Are you guys gonna? Are you switching up his programming? What's the, what's the idea? It's that's those are the conversations. Every single time you walk into the gym, you're just talking about people and how well they're being cared for. So the one-on-one um, constant reinforcement every time you talk to to your coaches, um, and then the weekly staff meeting. I cannot tell you enough how good this advice is from Nick which is make sure that your people get together inside the gym and train together. And then you may as well just tie that to a meeting. One, at least once a week, everybody trains together and you have a conversation about, about the gym. And the, the conversations are just focused on people. What's going on with your people? Who's a risk? Who's doing great? Uh, do we need to move someone to a different session because it's a bad culture fit? Is someone at risk of leaving? Um, did somebody get hurt? Uh, has someone been kind of ignored? Have we have we failed to connect with somebody? Um, has somebody seemed like they've been in kind of a bad mood the last couple of times they showed up to training? Is there someone who kicks so much ass and loves us so much that maybe we should ask them if they're down to train Saturday mornings so they can be there for the open house when we bring prospects into the gym? The, the conversations and the weekly staff meeting and the one-on-one and every time you walk in the gym as the owner, it's not about payroll. It's not about the electric bill. It's not about cleaning. All that stuff's important. It needs to be talked about when it needs to be talked about. But the first thing you lead with is the people. What's going on with our people? What's going on with our people? This is a premium experience that we're providing. This is a premium brand. This is why your coaches make the money they make. And this is why we charge anywhere from $315 to $455 a month. Again, this is a high-touch, low-quantity situation. Um, We only get to build the brand to the degree of quality that it's been built to so far by making sure we live up to these standards. Let me ask you guys this. Why is the, why is the starting strength brand so valuable? Because it meets people where they're at. Tell me more about that. Um, just for example, on online coaching, Rebecca can 
even on online coaching, Rebecca can meet me and my needs and my mom and her needs in the garage programming wise, you know, the, the once a month check-ins conversationally, Yep. all that stuff's amplified big time when you come into the gym. Nailed it. Works for everybody. It's ubiquitous. It's no bullshit. If you do the program, it works. Um, when you do the program, what I mean by it works is it actually delivers results. Um, and all that is enabled by the fact that we are honest. We tell the truth. We, we explain the situation as best as we understand it. And we explain exactly how to take advantage of your situation in order to improve performance. And that builds a tremendous amount of trust because we're not trying to trick people with our marketing. We're not trying to, to snake people in like that used car salesman to get to separate people from their money. We are consultants, we're engineers of human health, health and performance. And we consult with people that are interested in improving their performance to determine if we're a good fit for them. And then we provide them with a premium retail experience and um, exceed their expectations. You know, when's the last time you started spending money on a new product or a new service and your expectations were exceeded? And the person on the other end cared more about separating you from your money and was genuinely interested in helping you succeed. And then when you, when you visited that place of business, there were other, other people there that were just like you and were just as happy and are feeling good about the time and inv money investment that they've made. So it's, uh, this brand was built on trust and this brand was built on excellence and high standards. And the way that you can deliver that in retail is not just by having great coaches, but also by connecting with people. The, I mean, we're, we're social creatures. And at this particular time in history, the desire for connection with other like-minded people is greater than I've ever seen it. And if you can create an actual community in your gym where people enjoy being around each other and they respect your coaches and they know that everybody is out to help each other, then you have an indestructible business. You can weather many storms that an F45 or an Orange Theory can't or a Psycho Bar can't. Why? Because that's just a place to get a sweat in. You know, we're a place where we hire true professionals to understand human health and performance and to help you improve performance. Um, and at the same time, connect in a, in a meaningful way and not just inside the gym, but also at quarterly meetups and also on the phone with the owner on a regular basis. And this is all part of the five-star experience. There are four closes. There's the, uh, they're, they're called the darn closes. So direct request and alternative choice, those are banned. A direct request is, would you like to buy this today? And an alternative choice is, would you like the blue one or the purple one? Those are knucklehead, low-level, selfish salespeople type closes. The recommendation and the next steps are the smooth consultant closes. So a recommendation is as follows. It goes, um, all right, so um, you've mentioned that you keep getting hurt and you're not making any progress and you're, you're worried that maybe your online coach is not catching everything. So what I suggest is that you come down, uh, we can set up a time sometime next week and I'll set you up with a, with a one-on-one -on -one session with one of our coaches, won't charge you for it, just want you guys to meet each other to see if it's a good fit. And then he'll take a close look at one of your lifts, you can pick which one you think is the one that's causing the most problems. And then he'll let you know if he, if he sees anything that might be causing some of these issues. That's it. Instead of, uh, would you like to come down and meet the coach next week? 
see the difference? So it's a, it's a recommendation. You can make a recommendation if you go through the process of gathering information and you're giving the person practical advice based on what you learned about them. And then the other one is next steps. So the next steps happens when, when, uh, when there's a pause in the conversation. So something like um, uh, you're on the phone, you're talking to um, an older guy, he wants to bring in his wife, they've got grandkids, they've talked about, um, they've talked about their interest in strength training because their doctor recommended it. And then, uh, and they've also expressed some, some concern and some fear about, you know, working around a bunch of meatheads. So you go, well, um, the next step would be for you guys to come down to an open house. Because uh, I think if you can come down this Saturday at noon, you'll meet Betty, who is in a very sim similar situation as you guys, and she trains with her husband, Tom. Um, and so they train as a couple, and they were recommended to do strength training by their doctor as well. So um, you ought to come down and meet these two and, and uh, get their point of view on the gym and what we have to offer. See the difference there? Direct request, alternative choice, those are knucklehead, low-level sales tactics that represent selfishness. Recommendation and next steps, that's how professionals move the sale along to the next step. And by the way, if you do this well enough, most people will close themselves. They'll start asking you questions like, so when can I come down? Or like, when, what, when, how, do I, how do I get signed up? If you've asked the right questions, built the right level of rapport, and have demonstrated that you want to help these people, that will be the natural end state of the conversation. So we're consultants and we ask questions. There's two types of questions, primarily. One is an open-ended question, one is a closed-ended question. You always lead with open-ended questions. Closed-ended questions bring you to a stopping point. So careful with them, they can be used tactfully, but always go for open-ended questions whenever possible. So um, do you do the starting strength program? I'd rather ask, um, what are you doing for exercise at the moment? Or what are you doing? Are you, are you, uh, are you training at the moment? Ask, ask, go as broad as you can, and then you can drill down from there, but start broad. So you get, get the person flowing, get the person talking. And if you noticed earlier, when Travis was responding to one of my questions, do you, do you remember what I said? It was a, it was a short statement and I wasn't quite sure what he meant. I said, tell me more, tell me more. Tell me more three words that you should uh, definitely have ready to pull out of your back pocket at any time where the conversation, where, where you ask an open-ended question and the person doesn't give you the information that you're looking for. So um, what's your background with, uh, with training, exercise, strength training, anything? They go, well, you know, I've been uh, going to F45 for the past couple of months and you know, just, just a little bit bored. Tell me more. And then if they, if they don't go anywhere from there, you can say, well, um, are you new to this? Are you, were you doing hit prior to that? You ever, you ever uh, done strength training? There's all kinds of questions you can use to follow up. Um, but the point is you want to start as broad as possible. And your job as a consultative salesperson is not to talk. Again, the show up and throw up is low level knucklehead stuff. Consultants ask questions to understand what's going on. And they ask good, thoughtful, open-ended questions that match the person's actual situation to demonstrate that you care, you understand, and you're actually interested in helping them get better. All right, so you guys are not gonna be passive owners. Hopefully, you're gonna be active owners. You're gonna chase these knuckleheads in real estate down and get your gyms open. You're going to spend a hell of a lot of time and take ownership over the coach recruitment process, 
and you're going to own the member relationship process and you're going to be masters at building relationships with your members. Um, you're going to do that by having good systems, pipe drive, MailChimp integration with Zapier, by following up with members, by contacting them within 20 minutes of, of, uh, of them getting in touch with you, and by having a clear expectation set and a next step and a reminder every time you have a conversation with a member. You're going to practice this. You're going to teach your coaches how to do it. You're going to follow up with your coaches every single time they see you to the point where they're almost sick of you talking about member relationships. You're going to do that when you see them in the gym. You're going to do that in your one-on-one -on -one meetings. You're going to do that in your weekly team meetings. You're going to continue to drill in the importance of building these relationships with your team. Um, and then uh, you're going to practice the skills with them. You're going to role play. You're going to inspect what you expect. You're going to um, inform them of the types of closes we use, the types of questions we ask, how to get more information out of people. And you're going to become an expert at this and your people are going to become an expert at it. And then you're all going to be wildly successful and fulfilled. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just want to end by saying that, um, you know, I'm, as you can tell, I'm trying to build a culture here. I really enjoy people. I really enjoy making people happy. I really enjoy deep connections with people. Um, I really enjoy blowing people away and, and exceeding their expectations. So I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. It's what motivates me. Um, it's why I love seeing these case studies so much. And I hope you feel the same way. And I hope you're as fired up as I am about building that culture in your respective teams and making that a part of this brand. Thanks for your time. See you guys.